November 13th, 2020 Newsletter Hope Factory Hello everyone, I have some super exciting news to share. Flights to Africa are booked! Yay! We fly out of Indianapolis, Indiana on December 29th at 8 a.m., arriving in Virginia around 9.40 a.m., where we will have an eight-hour layover. From there, we'll depart around 6 p.m. and head the 3,370 miles to Brussels Airport in Belgium, arriving at 7.15 a.m. I'm really looking forward to this airport because I'm going to try and see if there is anywhere selling Belgian waffles so we can eat Belgian waffles for breakfast in Belgium. We'll be at Brussels Airport for around 7 hours and then depart at 2.40 p.m. flying to Liberia, Africa. The team will arrive in Liberia at 10.40 p.m. and head over to the Hope Center. It will for sure be a long trip, but it will give the team an opportunity to really get to know each other before we arrive at the Hope Center and start working together. Another exciting thing is that I'm almost fully funded for the trip. I have only under $500 left until I'm fully funded. Every time a new thing happens for the trip, I get more and more excited as the mission trip I've been waiting 10 years to go on is now actually happening. I've heard stories from my family members who've been to Liberia all of my life and have tried to support Hope 2 in a few different ways over the years. But now I get to go and see what God has done and is doing, as well as be a part of that ministry. I never pictured I'd be going in the middle of a pandemic. But hey, that's what God lined up. So I can't wait. I have a prayer request to share. But to start, I'm going to tell you a story from my life. As a five-year-old, I tried to talk my way out of having shots when the nurse walked in, by climbing under a chair and saying, Wait, wait, can we just talk about this? The nurse felt terrible, but four nurses, tears, and two shots later, my trying to talk my way out of having shots didn't work. I got ice cream later, though, so I guess it all worked out. One of the things about the trip that I always had been on the edge and a little nervous about is getting shots. I'm not scared of needles, but I don't like shots. At all. (laughs) I'm fine with having my blood drawn, but not fine with shots. Why? (laughs) I do not know. I knew if I ever went to Liberia, there would be a series of shots I'd have to get. But I always told myself I would learn to be okay with it because I'll be older and it will be for ministry. I figured being older, I wouldn't be as nervous and that I'd be willing to put up with a little pain for ministry. But it turns out that age and the reason for the shots does not make it any less nerve-wracking. This week, Tuesday, my mom and I will drive down to Indianapolis, Indiana to get our typhoid and yellow fever shots, as well as malaria prescriptions. These shots are known to make your muscles sore for a few days afterwards. Would you please pray that we'd have a safe trip there and back, that any nerves would be calmed, and that we wouldn't deal with any soreness afterwards? If you are new to these newsletters, 
These stories come from a book my Uncle Sam, who is the president of Hope Two and travels to Liberia to do work all the time, wrote. He actually just got back from doing work in Liberia last week. Side note, please pray for my Uncle Sam. I recently heard that he came down with a case of malaria while in Liberia. I've been sharing his stories, with his permission, in each newsletter because they give people a taste of what Liberia, a fourth world country, is like and also show how God is bringing hope to the people there through the gospel. I also share these stories because I believe and want to share with you that the same way God works in these stories are the same ways God can work in your church, city, and life if you are willing to respond to his call to obedience. Last week, I shared the story of the chocolate factory. This factory would make chocolate, which is just hardened mud, and sell it at a low price to the families who can't afford food so that their children wouldn't cry from hunger. The story comes from the same street that the chocolate factory is on, but occurs sometime after last week's story, where my Uncle Sam met the little girl whom he called the Mud Queen. Hope Factory by Sam Risley Just down the road from Monrovia United Christian Church, MUCC, on Battery Factory Road, is a place that words cannot begin to describe. Battery Factory Road is located near the seaport in Monrovia, in the midst of a heavy industrial area. The smell of diesel never leaves this place. Of course, the bumper defender traffic does not help especially when you get stuck next to a diesel bus loaded down with so many people that you would not believe me if I told you. I cannot tell you how many times I've driven right past the one-lane, pothole-infested road that leads to MUCC. This is the poor side of town, and this little boy, pictured at the beginning of the newsletter, is a peddler of the chocolate that poor people eat in Liberia. Mud. A few years ago, we built a rather large church just down the road from this boy's place of employment. Each time we worship in the church there, we walk down to Chocolate Factory. This boy is living and is not sad to sell mud, just hopelessly trapped in the one thing that he and his family think he can do to live. On one of our walks down to the chocolate factory, I was accompanied by the youth leader in the church. We walked, impassioned by the fellowship shared at church that day, toward the darkness. I wondered what the reaction would be from our hope team. We did not get far from church when Onesimus, the youth leader and guide, said, Do you see it? I said, See what? We're not there yet. He stopped me, turned me around, and said, Look around. I did, and still confused, said, Okay, what am I looking for? He said, Look at all the changes that are taking place here. I was so focused on the dark that drew me that I overlooked the light that was right with me. He smiled and spoke so proudly of the church towering over the discouraging landscape. 
That place is changing this place, he said as he pointed to our newly finished hope-built church. And he was right. In fact, once he got my focus off the hopeless, dark, and focused on the hope-filled light, I could not stop seeing it. I could see that the street was cleaner, that more people were moving into the area as the church's entrance brought with it possibility. I did not walk through Chocolate Factory looking for death like usual. I saw much more. I could see Hope's story brought on by sacrifice. The church that is not defined by its building is on the move through the streets of Liberia. Even a pothole street like Battery Factory Road that no longer leads to the imprisoning chocolate factory, but to God's Hope Factory. Hope is alive and says there is more for this boy. More than he can choose. Right in his neighborhood if he wants it. Possibilities reveal potential and they are both brought on by vision-developing hope. Hope Story, page 161 through 162, used with permission. God can bring light into the darkest of places. Through his church, he is bringing hope to the people near Battery Factory Road, and, if I may add, to the world. The little mud queen in the story last week will get to grow up in a place where God is using his church to change things. To change a street that no longer leads to a chocolate factory, but to the place where the children of God gather to worship him and share hope with others. This little girl will get to see God working through willing hearts. I pray that the church... That means you, if you are a follower of Christ and your fellow believers, because we are the church, impacts the community surrounding it for Christ, and that we all would see how the church impacts our own communities, like the community in this story. I pray we have willing hearts to allow God to move through us, and that the people around us would be moved and want to know Christ because of the supernatural, unconditional love that the church has for one another and for Christ. May we be that kind of church. Until next week, Shelby. Contact me at shelbyspringit911 at gmail.com or 269-539-8079. For more information, see hope2.org, hope2 on Facebook, and at hope2.org on Instagram.